Welcome to the 23rd episode of Out in Left Field, a baseball podcast presented by the Trash Can League Network. I'm your host, Ryan Bexton, and along with me is my co-host, Hayden Soames. We have a lot of topics to get to today, so let's get started while we still have time. Sunday, November 21st, 2021. Welcome back, folks, to Out in Left Field after a giant, long, almost two-month hiatus again. Um, finally. It's been finally, so long. Yeah, it literally has been so long. Um, yeah, we're back. So what y'all missed, folks, on the show is just, well, you missed the World Series. Well, we missed the World Series, I should say. Um, Braves won. So Braves are good, <laughs> as I always say. But um, so yeah, uh, Braves won the World Series. Um, beat the who was it again? Crap. For what? Was it? The World Series. Braves versus um, Astros. Astros. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because that's right. Because it was almost Dodgers versus Astros. Then I would have just gone and crawled in the cave for the rest of my life. Because you know the world have been just anywho. Let's just hope we don't have to deal with that again. Anyway, Braves beat the Astros in the World Series. Uh, we'll talk about awards and stuff from that later. Um, but, yeah, that's over a week ago. So the old policy is if it's over a week ago, we don't talk about it because it's irrelevant. So, anywho. Plus, then we'd have, like, what, a three-hour show? We'd be pushing yeah. three, four hours. Anywho, let's get to it. First off, folks, now that we're back and hopefully to stay pending my college life. Hopefully, because, um, I mean, the last hopefully. time I was on here was like, oh. <laughs> it was like forever ago. So long anyway, ago. Let's stop using our PhDs and getting off topic, Aiden. Let's get back on topic. Anyway, okay. now that we're back, hopefully, it's time to introduce again the Trash Can League Network mailbag segment. Again, folks. Um, the gist of this is if you have any questions for us, any of us working here at Out in the Field or Trash Can League Network in general, which pending a couple of months, we'll have a couple more podcasts. But um, if you've got any questions for us, anybody, uh, me, Aiden, any who doesn't matter, go ahead, email us at the at the Trash Can League Network at gmail.com. Again, that is the Trash Can League Network at gmail.com. Uh, we will answer your questions on air. Um, just no politics. That's about the only rule we have is we will not answer politics. Again, as I always say, the only thing that needs to be dividing baseball fans is the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. That's yeah. it. So, <laughs> anywho. again, not the Cardinals-Cubs rivalry, just the well, Yankees-Red Sox. Yankees-Red Sox is the biggest. So it's the most, you know, the one that, you know, mm. if you don't take a side, well. No one cares about the Cardinals-Cubs rivalry, except Cardinals-Cubs. It's especially yeah. divided up here in New England. It's just yes, exactly. Yankees mm-hmm. or Red Sox. There's barely any Met fans up here. <laughs> Poor Luis. Anywho, so again, if you have any questions, go ahead and email us at the Trash Can League Network at gmail.com. Um, we will get to your questions, hopefully, within the next episode. And yeah. So now on to the actual first topic. So welcome to the off-season week. Two. We are in the second. We have finished the second week of the off season. Um, so yeah, let's get into the off season stuff, which contains of trades, signings, and we'll talk a little bit about awards too. So 
to start it off, we're going to start off with some trades, and we didn't put these in chronological order because, well, we suck. So, <laughs> no, I think the trades we did. I don't think the free agent signings we did, though. Huh. Yeah, because yeah, it goes yeah. from, like, 13th to, like, 14th to, like, 19th. Okay, okay, okay. So, I guess we did put those in order. Huh, look yeah. at us. We're just such pros, such pros. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so November 13th, which is what a little over a week ago but still we'll talk about it because we need content so um yeah um anywho so brewers acquired mike barossa is that how you say his name uh brosso i don't know i'm not um, a race fan or a brewers fan so <laughs> no so he was acquired from uh the brewers he went to the race in exchange for no no Ryan. other way around other way around excuse me brewers acquired him from the race my bad in exchange for uh right-handed pitcher evan you take a gander at his name. Uh, <laughs> it is German, he's not, a, he's not a top prospect in either farm system. So, <laughs> well, Evan if it's, German last, if it's German last name, it's probably going to be Reifert because I think Reifert. it's – I forget. Too. Mm -hmm. I think it's Reifert. Anywho, doesn't matter. But <laughs> there's probably a billion different ways to pronounce it depending on where you're at. Anywho, um, so – Brousseau from the Rays to the Brewers. Uh, this season, he didn't do so hot. I mean, he only ended up with a one hundred with a one eighty seven batting average over what one hundred seventy ish plate appearances. If you're rounding up, mm -hmm. so and I mean, the on base percentage isn't that good either i mean mm -hmm. 266 that that's like lower than some people's batting averages so more of my batting average that's mm. <laughs> more than my batting average i can tell you that much <laughs> let's see he's he's 27 years old so he'll be 28 sometime next season um i'm not 100 certain what the brewers are going to be looking for for him Mm -hmm. I mean, unless because the Brewers need offense. This is an yes. offense. They they it's are very offense. a defense driven team right now, so they need the bats. To, yeah, they're more of a pitching driven team right now. Well, yeah, yeah they also have JBJ <laughs> in the outfield. Yeah, so, so long at second. I mean, yeah, so like any ball hit in the middle, uh, the middle of the field is going to get caught basically most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not hundred percent certain what the brewers are looking for out of uh, Brousseau. Mm -hmm. Because I see in like 2019, he had a 781 OPS, mm -hmm. which is average, I would say. In 2020, he had a 936 OPS, which is pretty, really good. But right. in 2021, he had the most uh, plate appearances out of the three years he has played in the majors. And he just struggled. So maybe, it's, mm -hmm. maybe last year was just because of a small sample size. Because there is no way he can go from a 936 OPS to a 613 OPS. It there's there's just no uh, way he can fall happen. off the face of the earth. Yeah, there's no way he can fall <laughs> off the face he of the earth. It's just a, early. <laughs> it's a very small sample size. Mm -hmm. Right. It's almost like a junior year slump. Mm -hmm. Because he excelled his sophomore year, but you know, in the show. But again, yeah. So you know. Uh, the Braves are probably just, excuse me, yeah, is it, yeah, Braves are getting, um, the Rays, excuse me, the Rays are getting Reifert, correct? Yeah. Uh, yes. We're just pitching deaf. 
So, you know, I mean. Well, it's also because they want to empty out the, their uh, 40-man be- uh, roster just true. because of the um, Rule 5 draft. It's coming mm-hmm. up soon, and the deadline true. was, I believe, Friday. So they need to empty it out so they can get other prospects to not be taken in the Rule 5 draft. Correct, correct, correct. That too. But, yeah. Again, so I'm not sure what the Brewers are looking for um, out of Rousseau. And, again, the Rays are probably just, what, looking for pitch and depth and then just space for Rule, rule 5 draft um, spot or, like, uh, what, you, what do we call those things? Like, you save them from the – is there a technical term for that? A technical term for what? Sorry. Like, saving a guy from the Rule 5 draft. Uh, I don't know. Uh, protecting the guy from in the right. Rule Five draft. There's <laughs> probably some technical term, but, but, the, but it will be interesting to see. Uh, Willie Adames, he was on the Rays. He got traded to the Brewers um, uh, last year, mm-hmm. and he is really good with the uh, Brewers too. And I don't know if Eduardo Escobar is a free agent or not. And I don't remember I if he's. I think on the... he is. Okay, I'm sure I, he is. I don't remember if he was on the if he got traded to the Brewers from the Diamondbacks. But if so, then Mike Brousseau can have regular playing time at third base for the uh, meantime. Possibly. Mm-hmm. So it's basically going to be the Rays um, in the left infield, basically. <laughs> uh, it's almost like a couple, um, after like the 26, excuse me, 2015 World Series, everybody from the Royals just kind of mingled their way all over toward the Brewers. I remember that because Kane went there, a couple other guys went there, and it seemed like everybody was just going to the Brewers. But mm-hmm. – you know, it was like one of those things. All right. So yep. that trade. So who do you think won that trade just um, just from the start of it? Honestly, I don't have the stats from uh, Reifert in front of me. But... Well, Reifert isn't a top prospect or anything. So he's in he's he's in the minors. Though. He's in the minors. Yes. So yeah, it, it's all gonna it's all gonna depend on how uh, Brousseau does in twenty twenty two. Mm-hmm. If he performs, if he ends up with what 270, 280 batting average, I'd say it's it'd be more toward the Brewers because the Brewers are in need of offense. If he does lower than that, if he goes 230, 220, maybe Mendoza line, mm-hmm. I'd say it'd be more in the race, even if you don't get much out of him. For me, I think because, it's a win-win situation just because Mike Brousseau, I don't think they're gonna be putting him at third for the whole season. I think they're just gonna use him as like a, a backup guy. Mm-hmm. And um I think they both got exactly what they wanted. The Brewers just needed a bench player, and the Rays need to clear their 40-man. So mm-hmm. they both got what they wanted. Basically. So at this point in time, you think it's even. Okay, that's pretty fair. It's even, yeah. It's pretty fair. All right, next trade. So the next trade is the Marlins acquire Luis Head from the Rays for cash. Again, this is going to be to clear roster spot for the mm-hmm. Rays. And on, this was November 14th, just to be clear. Oh, yes. So the just day the day after. after. The day after. Things are starting to get – just thing, yeah, things are starting to heat up. <laughs> but or I'm not. surprised <laughs> that no other team was interested in Luis Head just because of his amazing ERA this year. 2.31 ERA in 35 innings pitched. Mm-hmm. Um, his FIP is 3.11, which is a little worse than his ERA, but it's still really, really good. His whip is below one. Um, there's a lot to like about Luis Head. Um, one thing that is a little concerning is he his max exit velocity is very low. It's in the five percentile, which means that um, a lot of guys are hitting uh, hard, like like hitting the ball really hard against him. It doesn't matter as long as he's getting hit right to somebody, which again is something that that two point thirty one ERA goes to show. 
Mm-hmm. But, you guys are hitting it hard, but it's right at your eyes. That's pretty good. Yeah, but that can just be a lot of luck, and that's why the FIP is higher than the ERA. So, baseball uh, is luck. <laughs> if you yeah. think about it, the whole sport is based on luck. If the Marlins lose <laughs> Luis Head for more than 35 innings pitch, you can see his uh, ERA skyrocket just because he gets unlucky. Like, we're going to talk yeah. about Eduardo Rodriguez later in the podcast, but mm-hmm. he's been unlucky this year with his – um. Because his FIP is way below his ERA. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, again, it's all luck and chance, I guess. But no, Luis had that's it's gonna be interesting to see how he how he uh, turns out. But another factor that you you could think about is his age. Is why some clubs might not be interested. He's thirty one. Now, yes, that's fairly young, you know, in human ages, but, you know, but in baseball world, that's, that's the point where you're probably starting to get past your prime, you Mm -hmm. know? So that might be, in my opinion, a reason that, uh, Luis didn't, or Lewis or whatever it is, Luis, Lewis, I'm not even quite sure. What is it, Lewis? Anywho. I would think it's Lewis. I don't think it's Lewis, but anywho. Anyway, I would think that would be a reason that he didn't draw, that he might not have drawn as much interest. One thing that is a little concerning is his strikeouts per nine. It's a little low for a relief pitcher. So I don't think the Marlins are going to use him as a closer. But, like, he would be a good, solid middle relief pitcher. Not Mm -hmm. long relief because he's a little lucky, so he needs to get those innings pitched a little bit higher. Possibly. But he can't be, like, a setup guy or a um, closer. Again, it all just depends on his workload, again. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Marlins going to put him in high-stress situations like the Cardinals did with Alex Reyes, which basically made him blow up Mm -hmm. multiple, multiple times. I mean, you know. um... (laughs) I'm surprised to race and ask for more, just cash. Because, honestly, I think the Marlins stole the straight from the Rays. Again, though, it's to clear a roster spot. Okay, but the race could have asked for like a prospect. Sure, it, he might amount to nothing, but mm-hmm. it's still some like depth of a position. I suppose. All right. Um, next trade was November nineteenth. Athletics acquire uh, Brent Honeywell Jr. from the Rays again for cash. Starting knows a trend here. The Rays are just, just trading everybody just to clear roster spots. Yeah, it used to be just to clear up salary, but now it's clear mm-hmm. roster spots. And it's funny that the Rays are asking for cash because they're like the lowest paid team out of all thirty teams. Which, if actually, if you think about the um, there are uh, correlation I whatever or possible thing could be that um, I I know the MLB was talking about like increasing like um, how what what do they call it the minor leagues like the um, um like. What, what the teams have to provide for them. Oh, the housing you know and all that Housing, stuff. thank you, thank you. Had a brain fart again. Mm-hmm. But, um, the, so that might be something else because, you know, if you have a low salary, that's probably most of it's going to be spent on your um, on your actual major league roster. So mm-hmm. if you get a little extra cash, you might, you know, it, it, that's just my thing. It could be a possibility, but then again, it also could not be a possibility. So, you know, take it as you will. Um Let's see. So Brett Honeywell Jr., he's a former top prospect. However, he has had Tommy John. So that could put a little um, what's the stain word? on a his little, record. That, yeah, a little wrench into things. So, again, he's 26. So you could potentially be looking at a long-term guy if he pans out well. 
which he didn't do in 2021 over three games in 4.1 innings. Turned down 8.31 ERA. Uh, that's in two starts. So not a lot of starts, they, small sample size. Yeah, two starts in three. So he had three games, two starts, but only 4.1 innings pitched. So they almost used him as like a Wade Miley opener. Mm-hmm. Just like one, <laughs> one batter, and that was it. I mean, honestly, um, it was almost like that. That's what he had for 2021. Uh, again, two of those uh, two things actually were home runs. So he gave up two home runs across 4.1 innings. So, and that that basically accounts for almost 50% of all the hits he gave up. He only gave up five hits, two of which were home runs. Again, so, a very small sample ex- size. Very small sample size. I'm surprised yeah. he has more strikeouts than walks, too, because of <laughs> well, just how bad he was this season, you'd expect. Again, small sample size. <laughs> yeah, again, a small sample size. But honestly, I think the Athletics like um, also won this trade against the Rays just because Brent Honeywell Jr. was like number 15 prospect in the MLB in like 2018. It was either Baseball America or uh, MLB Pipeline. But again, a very like this is like the small as small as sample sizes can get. <laughs> it's worse than 2020. <laughs> yeah, it's worse than 2020. And it's worse than 2020. and um just looking at his advanced stats, his max exit velocity was great this year in the 84th percentile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, it'd be nice if, if we found out how much cash they're getting from these guys. But you know. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of evaluate how much you know you value your prospects or players or whatnot. Yeah, because all could for all we know, it could be a dollar. It could be it could be ten. It could be a dollar and a fancy steak dinner, which, as a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, that actually did happen in history. Or so does in the clubhouse, like in Moneyball. Or fencing material. Someone else got traded for fencing material. Mm -hmm. So you know. Anyway, (laughs) off topic. But again, yeah, I wish we knew how much you know. I mean, I'm sure you can find that out, but. We didn't. <laughs> so, oops. If we anyway, could, it would be very hard to find. Probably so, because mm-hmm. you know, it's hard enough finding some salaries, confirmed salaries that some free agents are getting signed for. I mean, I remember last offseason when Corey Kluber was getting was uh, signed by the Yankees. I remember it took us like was it two weeks to figure out what he was actually signed for. Um, like it was it took that long to get confirmed. So. Uh, I mean, you know, anyway, it'd be nice to know, but uh, you do what you do. You can, (laughs) you know. All right. So the next trade is the Phillies. You're going to hear a lot about the Rays and the Phillies today because those those two teams have traded a lot. So the Phillies acquired catcher Just not with each other, No. Right? Uh, They've both been active, but not with each other. (laughs) No. Phillies acquire uh, Garrett Stubbs, who is a catcher from the Astros, for uh, outfielder Logan Kearney, uh, I don't know how you'd pronounce that last if name. That E was an O, it'd be corny, but you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Kearney, Kearney is right the there. number twenty-eight prospect in the Astros system. He is a uh, he has an average power. Um, he he uh, is very fast. He has the arm, and he can field, so he can definitely be a center fielder. He just. I think they would put him in left though. Left. Now I'm sure. Left. Yeah, because with McCutcheon leaving. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard that Real Muto is going to move to left just because of how he's aging. 
and they need Hold to spare on. his knee. What? Yeah, I heard, <laughs> I heard that they move real Muta to left field, have Stubbs be the catcher, who uh, I'm just about to talk about, mm-hmm. and then because real Muto hit. Every so often, except for Yadier Molina, because he's just a different he's an he's a different person. Yadi? But yes. The hell yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> usually catchers as they age, their knees blow out and oh yeah. They just are horrible behind the dish and then they need surgery mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So they're playing on uh, I heard that they might be moving Ramuta to left mm-hmm. and then have Stubbs, okay. who is I believe like 28, 29. At the time, <coughs> well, would play catcher. So Logan Turney could play left or, or center or right field because he does have the arm for right field as well. So then the who what else, who all else is in the Phillies outfield? They got is it, they got a double Herrera, right? Or is they, they he go he let just them go? Try to remember out of the park baseball twenty one franchise. That's what I'm going. trying to remember, and I keep I keep wanting to yeah, say Bryce Harper, of course. Harper's in right. Yeah, I, so, keep, yeah, he I keep wanting to say Victor Robles, fielder. but he's with the Nationals, isn't he? Yeah, because we trade. I traded you for him anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On that one, I remember that much. But um, yes, but um, um, I think it's ooh, nobody. I would say right now, um, <laughs> it's just a two-man outfield. <laughs> I remember I went to a Phillies game this year, and their center fielder was this guy with a really long name that I've never heard before. So he was probably like a sub in for like somebody mm-hmm. that was probably injured. But yeah. yeah, I think center field, they definitely need somebody. So, um, but that's the thing. They traded Cherney to the Astros, not to the Phillies. So the Cherney is now an Astro. So mm-hmm. what, so how would Cherney fit to the Astros? Cause I know you have, um, their outfield's pretty good, right? Except for center field, which I think Jose Siri is taking over right now. I'm very where's, high. Where's, where's Brantley? Or does he free agent? Left field? Oh, wait. Is is he still in the Astros? He was this year. Okay, then I think he now. still is. I don't but, remember if it was a one-year deal or a multiple. I don't remember. But I know Jose Siri's in center field, and I really okay. like Jose Siri. I think he's a very underrated guy. But if the Astros don't like him, they could put uh, Cherney in center field. Potentially. Mm-hmm. His ETA, uh, Cherney's, is uh, 2024. So there's mm. – because I think the he he last played in A-ball. So um, I don't know if Brantley or uh, uh, Brantley's contract expires before 2024, but Cherney could always Correct. be an option in the outfield soon. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the second part of the trade was um, Garrett Stubbs, who um, was the – backup catcher for the Astros. It's actually crazy because the Phillies traded or the Astros traded their backup catcher for the um Astro or the current Astros 28 prospect. And I think the the Astros might have won this trade just because of that. I don't know. The Phillies might think um Stubbs has higher potential than he currently his has. current stats don't show much potential though. I mean yes. you, you look at his batting average, 2019 was 200. He hit he hasn't even been above the Mendoza line in the past three years. 2019 mm-hmm. was he hit 200. 2020, 125, 2021, 176. And you can't really blame small sample sizes. Well, actually, you can because he only has 38, 39 
play appearances, basically. Yeah. 39 and 10, and then 38 play appearances. So I guess you could blame sample size. Mm-hmm. But again, that's backup role. There so. is definitely a theme with this podcast, just a lot of small sample sizes. <laughs> a lot of a lot of teams taking um big risks on some mm-hmm. guys. Right. That too. And then trading for cash. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So that's that trade. So you think the Astros won the, this trade? Astros won it just because they got a, their number 28 prospect in return for their backup catcher. Hmm. But I don't know this how well the Astro system is now. So I don't know if 28 in the Astro system would be what compared to like the Mariners mm-hmm. or the Yankees system. But yeah. it's definitely right. progress, I would say. Okay. And yeah, progress is good. Unless you're the Cubs. <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway. Um so next we got the Phillies again, which we said you'd be hearing more of them. Phillies acquire right-handed pitcher Nick Nelson and catcher Donnie Sands from the Yankees for infield TJ Rumfeld and left-handed pitcher Joel Valdez. So Yankees Aiden, getting on that action to clear some roster spots. Yeah, which basically the Yankees, I know within the past couple of days, have basically dumped half their 40-man roster, basically. So <laughs> and just complete overhaul with that whole system. Um, but again, it's a two for two trade. So numbers wise, like, I mean, you know, person wise, it's even, but I mean, when you look at the stats, so you got first off Nick Nelson, who's going to the Phillies. Nick Nelson has not been very good ERA wise or FIP wise or whip wise <laughs> or anything wise or anything wise except intentional walks. Because he's given up zero. Um, that, that's about it. So, um, mm. or home runs per nine inning, if you think about it, too. But well, anyway, that's only small sample size. Only <laughs> small had, sample size. Um, yes, but he only had 14.1 <laughs> innings pitch. Yeah. But it is at Yankee Stadium, and you do hit home runs at Yankee Stadium. So, mm, true, true. And Phillies so, are also a hitter park. So, it'll be interesting to mm-hmm. see how much home right. runs are getting right. hit there next year. Right. So 2020 ERA for Nick Nelson was a 4.79. Well, in 2021, it, it went up to 8.79. And this is interesting because his 2020 had 20.2 innings pitched. 2021, this year, he had 14.1. But on the bright side, he did not give up a single home run this year, whereas last year he gave up four. So... Mm-hmm. And he also had yeah. uh, more strikeouts and uh, six less innings pitched. Correct, right? So um, he is. But he also hit. Th- he also hit three extra batters this year, though. Mm-hmm. Whereas he hit none in twenty twenty. Just looking at so. his um FIP and his like strikeouts, I'm seeing he's definitely progressing better. I know his uh ERA and his uh WHIP might not show that, but I mm-hmm. do think and ERA that plus. I. Yes. His ERA plus went down a whole 40 points. Yes, so. but I do believe <laughs> that um if the Phillies like I know I don't know how good their pitching development is, Terrible. but <laughs> Nick Nelson dumpster could, fire <laughs> could be like an I would say like um his ceiling would be an average relief pitcher. Okay. And he still has time to develop because he's only 25. Mm-hmm. So He's got some time to develop, I guess, if you, if you want to call it that. I mean, whether that be at a major league level or not, um, that I guess I'm not sure if that's yet to be determined. But you know, you know, there's always you know, see how he does. Um, 
He also throws the fastball very hard. Um, mm-hmm. He just doesn't get that much spin on his fastball. That's the only Lack problem. of the spider tech. <laughs> anyway, but you know. So, yeah, I mean, Phillies are requiring yet a terrible pitcher again. Uh, you know, dumpster fire be dumpster fire, I guess. But um, anyway, so next, um, that Phillies, Donnie Sands, he is now the number 26th prospect in their system. Um, yeah. ETA 2022. I don't have much more on this than that. Aiden, I'm pretty sure you you got something, but um. <laughs> he is honestly average. He hits average. He has a little less power. He can't run at all. Um, <laughs> and his uh, feeling as a catcher is just average, honestly. He but he does ha- since he's so average. He he has that ceiling of being average, but he has that high floor as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a High, uh, high floor, low ceiling kind of deal. Okay. So you honestly yeah. know what you're getting. Sure. But, and he's, be, but he's 25. Be, so there is, again, a little wiggle room for development. Yeah, but he's also but 25 for a prospect. And I know he played in like double A this year. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he backup catcher at best, unless Garrett Stubbs is horrible this year, who they just mm-hmm. acquired that we just talked about. Right. But. Because if JT Romuto is moving to left, then yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Andrew Knapp was a free agent this year, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm because wasn't he attention. the backup? He wasn't he the backup catcher though. So unless he's a free agent, he's gone, which I think he mm-hmm. is. I don't remember at this point in time. Um, but anyway, we can look that up later, I guess, if we want to. But anyway, it doesn't matter <laughs> because it looks like Stubbs might get it. But um, anyway, so. On to what the Yankees are getting. Mm-hmm. So the Yankees are getting TJ Rumfeld and Ho- and Joel Valdez. So we're there, you, y'all are getting an infielder and a left-handed pitcher. Both aren't ranked in our system. Both are ranked in this are not ranked in the system. Mm-hmm. So there's probably no need to protect them from Rule Five draft. So yes. again, it does clear up spots. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts on this? I think the reason why we did this trade, just in general, is because we don't need a Nelson or um, Donnie Sands. Just it, and it's mostly just to clear up roster spots because I know we have Austin Wells, uh, who's in high A, and we I think we drafted him. Um, here, let's see. Yeah, we drafted him in the first round last year. So if he keeps improving in that, we don't need um, we don't need Donnie Sands in general, mm-hmm. and um, just letting you know, Andrew Knapp is a free agent this year. Okay. But right, thanks yeah. for looking that up. It just oh, it, for the Yankees, it's just a roster and salary dump. Right. Even though Nelson wasn't getting paid that much, it's still losing money. Correct. We're going to take a quick break here on Out in Left Field. Don't go anywhere because we'll be right back after this. All right, mm-hmm. so now we're moving on to free agent signings. Uh, now, these we don't have in chronological order. So, whoops, um, not that one, not that one, 13th. No, this is 17th. 10th, I think, is the first one we got. 
Yeah, looks like the 10th. So first free agent signing we have recently is um, November 10th. We have Andrew Oh, uh, yes. Andrew Heaney signs with the yeah, Dodgers. Signs with the Dodgers for a one-year $8.5 million contract. Um, so Heaney is going to be 31 sometime next season. And honestly, I'm not sure what to think about him. He's very up and downy. Mm-hmm. If you want to call he it. He's giving that. me a lot of Robbie Ray before he signed with the Blue Jays vibes. Yeah, because he went from if you look if you look at his ERA, it goes from a like, and I'm I'm just gonna like say the first numbers like the whole number, you know, I'm not even gonna round whatever. So we got five, three, six, then seven, four, 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 five, five, seven. Now that's not including decimal points or anything. That's just the first number. There is a lot of waves in there, and mm-hmm. so are the innings. I'm gonna do the same thing here. We got 29, 105, 6. Six innings. Okay. Interesting. 21. Probably injured. Probably so. 180, 95, 66, 129, 94, and 35. Mm-hmm. So Andrew has been a, a roller coaster. Good thing this is only for one year, but $8.5 million, million for a relief pitcher. No, he's not is, a relief pitcher. He's a starter. Excuse me. Well, I, I'm... Well, I'm mean, you look back at all his at his innings is what I'm saying. I'm calling him a relief pitcher because it's six for one. <laughs> um, mm. But that was also a game star. But anyway, um, okay, starter. Like, we'll the only starter. good thing is like about him is he does have uh, amazing strikeouts per nine, um, especially uh, uh, later mm-hmm. on since um, 2016. It was like 10, right. uh, then 11, 9, 11, 9, 10, 10, 9 which mm-hmm. is pretty good for a starter. Right. He also doesn't walk as much as other starters. And Correct. he has um, his fastball. He has a lot of spin on his fastball. And he has a lot of um, spin on his curveball as well. Mm-hmm. And he does get better to chase. So, Right. But again, I guess this is just a... Well, the Dodgers needed starting pitching. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. They at the end of the season, it was Scherzer, Kershaw, and Bueller. That was basically it. And then I, I think thought Urias was also Urias. I well, he yeah, actually yeah he was a starter, but true. But I remember the Dodgers were having a lot of bullpen games. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think he will be starts, used as a starter, or do you think he's going to be used as long well, relief? If you lose Scherzer. Potentially, you're losing Kershaw as well. You're down to two starters from 2021, about. Unless there's a fifth starter that I'm completely forgetting about. Heaney would be like an average fifth starter, I'd say. If he's your fourth depends or third starter, on which then... Depends on which Andrew Heaney you're getting, which year you're getting. Mm-hmm. If, you get the, um, uh, if you get the 2015 version of Andrew Heaney, uh, wait, where he had a 3.49 ERA, and that's the lowest he had, 3.49, over 105-ish innings pitched. That would be, yeah, a pretty average fifth starter, maybe a, a somewhat decent fourth starter. Mm-hmm. You know, but even in 2020 with a 4.46, that would be an average fifth or fourth too. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, but oh, excuse me, actually, oh, I didn't notice this now, but Andrew and he did get traded this year. 
Yeah, so he went from starting with the Angels, Angels to the Yankees. So you got you. Okay, and that okay, that would make sense why he's got multiple twenty twenty ones. Okay, so that's why I know a little bit about him, just a little okay, bit. Yeah. So then all the numbers I was ranting off earlier, some of them were wrong. Whoops. Anywho, <laughs> but um, sorry. Anyway, um, at least he hasn't walked at all. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, honestly. Yeah, I think they'd stick him in a starting role. Um, if you're the Dodgers right now, yeah. You sign Kershaw again, maybe you sign Scherzer. I would think yeah, maybe a six-starter type guy, you know, maybe a long mm-hmm. reliever. Maybe, you know, if someone's tired, give him the start on the bump, you know. But um, I this is a low-risk, high-reward because it's a one-year deal. It yeah, is eight point five million. Eight point five million dollars. That's what but I'm it's trying the to. Dodgers. Figure. They have that. Money. True. You know the Dodgers, the new Yankees. That's for darn sure. Mm-hmm. But um, going from the Yankees to the Dodgers must be nice for Andrew. <laughs> Possibly. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, looking at his like his percentile ratings, I mean, he's again, he's once again, he's just all over the place. Yeah. I mean, doesn't have much. He's like what twenty ninth rating is that? on the percentile rating on the fastball velocity and yet at the same time he's in the 90th percentile for spin rate on the fastball so he's probably somebody found a way to use some more spider tip you know <laughs> but, he definitely cannot throw as hard as other guys but no, no, i think no. he's managed it with chasing and um whiffing bats that too 100 mm-hmm. agree but again like you said, low risk, high reward, right? Um, especially if your starting rotation has the potential, a good potential at that to be extremely shaken up. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So also on the 10th, I think, uh, we have Jolie Rodriguez re-signs with the Yankees on a one-year, $2 million contract. Um, this, on the other hand, from the Heaney signing is better monetary wise. If you look I know at his... he got traded for Gallo mm-hmm. um, in the Joey Gallo trade. He was the other person in the Joey Gallo trade to go from the Rangers to the mm-hmm. Yankees. And he's so, been pretty solid for us. Yeah, I mean, for the Yankees alone this year, in 19 innings, he had 2.84 ERA. That's not too bad. Although it is, again, a small sample size. Um but still, a 4.66 ERA on the year is, is again, for a lever, it's not bad. It's slightly concerning. He definitely turned it around with the Yankees because just looking at his total, just, yeah. he's definitely improved. Yeah. So, again, with a $2 million contract, again, that's I'd say that's a better a better valuation of him because um, he's only had a couple good seasons. Um, well, he only had a couple seasons to play, right? But <laughs> due to injury, uh, yes. he missed the whole 2018 and 2019 season. Well, he might have been in the minors then, that so. too, that too. So, injured or minors or, or rehabbing, if you think about it, too. So, combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Joey Rodriguez back with the Yankees for a, a one year, two million dollar contract. Uh, what are your thoughts about re signing him? My thoughts are it's a really good signing for the Yankees. It's a one-year contract, so if he does what he did in 2017, we wouldn't really 
be that negatively affected. $2 and just for clarification, really 27 – sorry. For 2017 was not a good year. Yeah, 6.33 ERA. Right. So if you do have 2017 Rodriguez, it's not that big of a loss. The is only thing concern, yeah, the only big concern with uh, Rodriguez is his whip. A 1.4 whip with the Yankees is mm-hmm. not good, especially for a relief pitcher. Again, small sample size. So yes, maybe he was just adjusting to the mound. I don't know, but mm-hmm. we'll never know. But um. Hopefully he can improve on his strikeout percentage right. and his walk percentage too, because mm-hmm. they are they're about right. average. And, and for his fastball, he has no spin on his fastball, <laughs> so he needs to improve his spin on that. Secret spider tech. Yes. <laughs> I notice you're only making that joke when we're talking about Yankees pitchers, huh? Oh, I'm all, I'm trying to make that joke, and I every time not. every time we mention the every time we mention spin rate, I've mentioned. I know I mentioned it with uh, Heaney. He was the Yankees. No, whoops. No, I'm trying to mention him for every time we mention spin rate. You mm. know, it's like it's like every every time last year I mentioned the Dodgers. Remember the thin favorite Dodgers? You remember that? Mm. <laughs> that ticked off a bunch of people doing that. But, if you um, know a Dodgers fan, just keep reminding them you lost to an 89 win team, I think. Or I, I don't 80, know. That was 82. 80, 82. No. I, well, I don't think they, they would they would be 500 on, hold on they would not be 500 but yeah i really like the signing just because again like heaney 88 uh, and 73 low risk, high reward okay. we're both wrong 88 and 73 oh i was off by one you're off by oh, six yeah. yeah i was thinking i think i was thinking of the phillies because <laughs> they had 82 that's probably who i was thinking of well but anyway chronologically what's the next signing would it be uh let's just do some scrolling here so we're on the 10th and i think the next one's going to be the 13th if i remember correctly november 13th uh with julius chachin or chassin chassin correct chassin. yeah he so julius julius chassin is returning to the rockies on a one year 1.25 million dollar contract um and this is a good signing monetary wise again uh, Chassin is coming off of a pretty good season for a reliever with a 4.34 ERA. However, for you FIP fans, it's a little higher. It's a 4.63. Um, but then again, it's cores. It so. is cores, but again, cores effect is probably overrated. So a no, lot of people, I are, think a lot of people is... saying is it's it's too it's talked about too much. I'm I'm saying it's yes, it's a, it's a factor, yes, but we think about it way too much. But if you look at the Rockies home versus away numbers, if I'm if I can pull it up, it is a, a substantial difference. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I'll look that up. With his non, so when he was with non Rockies teams, he was with Arizona in 2015. He had a 3.38. Um, then he went to Braves in 2016, had a 5.4. Mm-hmm. Then he went to the Angels. Also in 2016, 4.65. And then for combined uh, ERA in 2016 of a 4.8. 2017 with the Padres, 3.89. Milwaukee, 2018, 3.5. So again, those are high. But again, they're not as high as when he was in course. However, the first years he was in the majors from 2009 to 2014, excluding 2014, excuse me, from 2009 to 2013, he had 
a pretty he had pretty good ERAs with the highest being a 4.9 and then the lowest being a 3.28. So again, that's also in cores. So you want to know the interesting thing? So um at cores, their record at home was 48 and 33 and out you know at away. So they had above 500 record at home. And then mm-hmm. at away, they were 26 and 54. Well, you should always be better at home. It's called a home field advantage for a reason. Yes, but what is also interesting is the pitching was better at home at cores than away. 4.66 ERA to 4.99 ERA. And then again, it's just the Rockies. There's not much explanation to it. So (laughs) Rockies, not the best. Not the best, no. Probably won't be for at least a couple years. Doesn't have a good farm system. Doesn't have a good team. Them and the Rangers are the only two that have that problem. Right. You know, Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks too. Again, I'm thinking they, of no, they have a decent farm system. Okay, wow, but it's still not going to help them very much. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So, anyway, Juice Justine's returning to the Rockies on one year, 1.25 million dollar contract. Um, again, I'd say this is a, again, I, in my opinion, this is a good signing. He's coming off of a, a pretty good year for a reliever. Um, and it, again, it's it's a low contract. It's a low monetary value. Um, so again, if it ends up being a crap show, you're not losing too much. Mm-hmm. You're just losing a million dollars, which is more than I've earned in my entire life, but you know, <laughs> but, uh, anywho, I mean, I'm noticing he doesn't have a good strikeout percentage or a, a good walk percentage or with, uh, which leads to the bad with, uh, with percentage mm-hmm. and chase rate. Because if right. you're not striking guys out or walking guys, then right. guys are going to make some contact. Correct. So but his, he's definitely a his, ground ball but, pitcher. Right. His fastball velocities and spin rates and curve rates are basically average, though. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Is it? it I, I don't know. Um, again, it's a low contract. So I'd say, in my opinion, this is a good sign for the Rockies. Batters um, do make a lot of weak contact against them, too. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So that's the 13th. And then I think the next day is the 15th, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, the 15th yes. is the 16th. 15th. Manny Pena. Manny Pena. Okay. So Manny Pena signs with the Braves for two years, $8 million, with an average AAV of $4 million. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking at his stats, again, a backup. Yeah, Definitely it would be a backup, backup catcher because with Travis D. Arnold as the current mm-hmm. catcher, there is no way they're going to put yep. Pena ahead of him. And Pena's never had a season hitting over 280 batting average. He had a 279, but no 280. Never had an OPS uh, higher than 96, mm-hmm. which is still below average. Right. But he can, uh, he is pretty good defensively with uh, with a 67 percentile in framing, mm-hmm. which is above average. Because I don't know how good um, Travis's um, framing is, but this is definitely a defense first uh, catcher. Correct. Right. So, but yeah, again, it, it'll see, it, it'll, it'll depend on how, um, how he does. But again, it's, if you look at the uh, uh, AAV for them, again, it's only four million. Now, I'd say that's that's a pretty good deal, 
for a what probably an average what is he probably going to be like a 230 240 average hitter mm-hmm. for a backup who's a plus for defense i'd say that's a win a lot um, of these signings are low risk high reward type right. of situations yeah it's none of the big free agents yet which i'm guaranteeing well, you we're going to cover two we'll of them we'll cover two of them one of them one of them two no. of them putting a stretch no, one, one of the trades with one of the top free agents, I'm gonna say, is kind of a high ro- high risk, trades? high reward kind of or, or free agent signings. It's gonna be a high risk, high reward type of deal for them. The two ones I'm thinking of, we'll explain later, but you know, anywho. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you know, May Pena signing with the Braves, uh, two years, eight million dollars. Again, I'd say this is a good signing for the Braves. Um, I'm not sure what their current backup catcher state is, but. He's also Pena's, one of the he has one of the worst um run speeds also. <laughs> Jots the first. Oh, it's just it's, it's so also funny. he's also it's like Bartolo right? Colon. <laughs> he's 34, man. Give him a break. I mean <laughs> he's also a catcher, yeah. So he's his knees catcher, are already pretty tired, just knees are tired. But true. But also he's a backup catcher. So anyway, mm-hmm. um that was the 15th. Now we're going to November 16th, getting more closer and closer to the modern to uh, today, but there's nothing today, sadly. Um, anywho. so to on November 16th, there were two signings. Is that what we got down here? Two major signings? Yep, two. Uh, so yes. first one we're going to talk about is Noah Syndergaard um, signing with the Angels, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. For one year, $21 million. Um, my comment is just a big old fat question mark. Mm-hmm. Noah Syndergaard is totally the opposite of the theme of this podcast. Low risk, high reward. Oh, really? Because I was going to say the other free agent was the opposite. Okay. Because this is only a one-year deal. It's not right, like but here's the thing. Like if Noah Syndergaard sucks you just lost 21 million dollars for one year for one year yes but But do you think the angels Angels. are going to be good do you think the angels are going to be good next year no i'm sorry but they won't (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna find a way to um to like screw up and just be horrible (laughs) but again it's gonna be i i think it's a high risk honestly with Mm -hmm. noah syndicard just coming off of tommy john he only had a handful of appearances in 2021. He only had two, two games. games, a total of two innings. Mm-hmm. And he has a nine ERA in 2021. Again, very, very minuscule samples. Uh, two games uh, in those two innings he pitched, uh, the guy, the uh, batters hit a lot of hard contact off of him. Mm-hmm. And that right. was basically the theme of 2021 for him a lot of hard right. contact. Well, it's a theme of two winnings for him, but yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I but, find is funny is that um he said he wanted to re-sign with the Mets, who offered him an 18.4 million dollar qualifying offer. And he said like how much he wanted to stay with the Mets, but then proceeds to accept three more million dollars to just go to the Angels. I I I I don't know. I mean, maybe it was due to the fact that Mike Trout might be will, will most likely be back to hopefully Mike Trout State next year. Imagine and the one Shohei two Otani. Yeah, imagine that one two punch of Otani and Syndergaard. Correct. Do you think do you think who's depending on how good Syndergaard depending on how good Syndergaard decides to be? 
because again, if you look at his his last good size sample season, which is 2019, he had a 4.28 ERA over 32 yes. games, and that was also in 197.2 innings, so nearing 200 innings, and he still had a 4.3 ish ERA, but a 3.6 FIP. Because remember, the Mets in 2019 had a, um, a horrible offense and defense. Because, you know, like, Jacob DeGrom's problem of, of winning Cy Young awards is because he doesn't have the wins. He has a mm. lot of losses because he only gives up one or two runs, yes, but the Mets can't uh, accumulate one or two runs. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> True. But, mm-hmm. but again, We're I... just so much right now by just saying how bad the Mets are. Yeah, oh, poor Luis. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, Luis, if you're listening, but mm-hmm. my bad, our bad. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see how Syndergaard turns out. Um, at this point in time, though, in my opinion, $21 million, that's too high risk. Unless you're get unless the Met, uh, excuse me, the Angels can get 2016 DeGrom back, which he had 2.6 ERA. Or even 2017 to grow. Maybe even 2017, which he had just about a three. If you get one of those two, that's a good deal. If you get 2015 or 2018, it's going to be a little bit of an overpay, but it's still like not bad. Correct. But if you get 2019 to grow, just hold on, Angels. Just cut the entire Angels. Just cut the Indian. Just cut the Angels. Who do you think (laughs) is going to be the ace of the team? Do you think it would be Otani or Syndergaard? Again, depending on what year Syndergaard you get. I'd say well, as of now, it's 100% Otani. Who do you think the opening day is? Otani is going to be opening day. I, I really wish Otani played in the National League because it would be so much fun just seeing Otani pitch and then also hit because there's no DH in the National There's no DH in the National League. So pitchers hit. Otani's in the American League, so he's hitting all the time because the DH, remember? Mm-hmm. But every time he's pitching, you can't hit that same day. Yeah, you can. You can? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. sure he does it all the time. I don't oh, think okay. there's a rule against it. Well, I'm not we'll familiar with how angels about. play baseball or whatever, but <laughs> I'm sure you can find I don't I don't think there's a rule against it. Mm-hmm. Now, is I there only I, one more signing? Oh no, wait, there's two more signings, right? Mm-hmm. One's a re-sign. Right, right, right. So okay, I can so talk also about, on the 20th. Um, I can talk right. about Erod, sure. the, the five-year $77 million. So it's a yeah, 15.4 AAV. <laughs> Honestly. This is a high risk, high reward situation. This would be mm-hmm. it, just because um his FIP it has been really good this season, but his ERA has not nope. a four point seven four ERA. Was so he's awesome. just been he's just been so unlucky this year. Yep. He um in twenty nineteen he was actually sixth place in the Cy Young Award. Mm-hmm. Which is um interesting with his um three point eight one year right, yeah. But I like the signing for the Tigers. I know I'm a Yankees fan and I should hate Eduardo <laughs> Rodriguez, but he did blow some he did blow some away games later in the season, <laughs> which was fun because Red Sox the Red mm-hmm. Sox lost because of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm but, grateful. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah, five years though. So by the time his contract expires, he's going to be thirty three. So that's yes, a good but he's point very in his young current, right now. 28. 28. Yeah. So by the time his contract's up, it'll be a good evaluation point as to, hey, what am I going to do? 
And if you think about it too, with a longer contract, if Eduardo Rodriguez turns out to be Cy Young quality, like next year, or maybe even 2023, think of the trade value he would bring. Just think about it. You've got, a, a again, a good Cy Young quality guy who has potential for trading. You could get a lot of stuff in return. Mm-hmm. So, in Just my looking opinion, at his advanced stats, there's like nothing to not love about him. I mean, everything looks good. I mean, his max exit velocity is pretty bad, but then again, it doesn't matter if your average exit velocity is like elite, you know? Right. So just he, one he's, bad pitch can change that. Right. Instead of he's averaging only year. about like eight and a half hits a game too for nine innings, about eight and a half hits per nine innings. Yeah. And that's contributing to a, a about an average 1.3 whip over his career. I mean, so his that's, fastball isn't the best, but as long as you can strike guys out, it doesn't matter how good your fastball or is. Or just limit them from getting on base because it's not all about striking hitters out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about – utilizing your defense, utilizing the stuff you got, and working with it all. Again, look at the Cardinals. We didn't strike many guys out. But at the same time, we won, what, five gold gloves? Use defense. John Lester, revival. Jay Happ, revival. Luis Garcia, revival. McFarlane, revival. Look look what a defense can do for you. Now, I wonder how good the defense is for the Tigers right now, though. Um, if you sign Correa, then obviously it's going to improve because he's a mm-hmm. platinum glove winner. But Correct. If, if the Tigers are similar to the Red Sox or even worse to the Red Sox this year, his ERA might skyrocket, but his fit Correct. might stay the same. Mm-hmm. So, Again, with a pitcher like Erod, it's going to depend on his defense on behind him, whether or not the Tigers want to maybe, you know, well, that's Stick any pitcher, guys. basically. Right. Well, yeah, except Jake DeGrom, which he distracts everybody. Yeah, but you know. Um, <laughs> but um, anywho, um, but yeah, so it's a high risk for Iran, high reward situation for him. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. But if you look at him, he's a very decent, very good average pitcher. Again, he's only had one season with an ERA plus below 100. And that was yes. only a 95 ERA plus. 95. That's just still not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. I, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> so the final signing of is, uh, in the past week was the Justin, Justin Verlander, Verlander signing with the Astros. Yes. This contract is a two-year, $50 million contract. However... If you look on uh, his stat page on MLB.com, which I get curious and I looked, they have not confirmed he's signed yet. So, okay. Mm-hmm. MLB.com writers, whatever, editors, whatever, just get your stuff together, please. <laughs> or just <laughs> officiate this signing quicker. Anywho, so Justin Verlander, again, it's two years for for $50 million, So it's about $25 million a year. So it's... It's. I thought the Noah Syndergaard was risky. This one's even more riskier, in my opinion. Yes. Yes, he just got Tommy John. And yes, he came back from Tommy John. Again, look at Syndergaard. He just came back from Tommy John, too. I'm sure he only had two games, two innings. But I think this is... 
it might just be a nostalgia signing if you think about it, even though it's a higher paid contract. Because you know, Justin Verlander won the won that with the won the World Series with them back in which year was is it 2019? I think 2019, 20, right? No. World Series. Yeah, which one was that? Uh 2017. Oh wow. I'm behind a couple years. Okay. Yeah, because 2018 was Red Sox, 2019 Nationals. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, 2017. That makes more sense. Okay. Again, he won the World Series with, with Houston in 2017. He's been with them since. It might just be a nostalgic signing. But with the potential of a Sion pitcher coming back. Yeah, so, this is basically like an Adam Wainwright re-signing. Yeah. Just for like the nostalgia, but Justin it's, Verlander. It's also seriously a serious signing, though, because, again, you wouldn't just throw $50 million on the table for two years to anybody. Mm-hmm. But unlike Wainwright, he's only been with the Astros for like three years, four years. Right. Unlike now, Wainwright, who's been there for the whole his whole career. Except right? for like one game in the minors with the Braves. That's it. There's like one game, I think, with the Braves ah. in the minors. Well, that doesn't count. That's like saying David <laughs> Ortiz was a Seattle Mariner. I mean, but he was. <laughs> yeah, control a ball. <laughs> anyway, so honestly, we'll see what this turns out. Um, again, I know he put out Verlander put a strong showcase on the table. So, but again, a showcase isn't MLB live hitting, if I remember correctly. I again, a good showcase means you're ready to go. Ready to go doesn't mean that you're ready to be called upon every day mm-hmm. and perform to the highest caliber that you can. So for $50 million over two years, two, after he came back off of Tommy John, it's the Noah Syndergaard case all over again. Except mm-hmm. this is an alternate path. And he's much older, too. He is much older. He's 37. Gonna be 38 and 39. 38 when... and 39. He'll be 39 years old once his contract expires. Mm-hmm. So this will be a one and done, I would think. Unless, you know, he turns into Cy Young as a grandpa. You know what I'm saying? But, which is what I'm hoping. Well, it's like right Nolan now. Ryan, who's like. Well, Nolan Ryan's last pitch was 98 miles an hour. Nolan Ryan wasn't even human. So, um, yeah. you know, I will fight you if you disagree. But <laughs> Nolan Ryan was just. Bartolo Colon as well. Like, they don't count. Bartolo Colon, nobody. Why does. No, just somebody sign him too, please. <laughs> yeah, he's play, currently playing in the uh, Mexican. Yes, he league, has not retired, so there's still hope. Still yes, still <laughs> maybe the Mets re-sign him as a pitcher. Yeah, they need pitching so. desperately they now. Do need pitching desperately now? Yes. And the anyway. whole Astros signing nostalgia. Nostalgia. <laughs> but then you think about nostalgia for Bartolo Colon. Half the MLB we could pull on that nostalgia if you wanted to think about it. Yeah, like the A's. <laughs> everybody basically. Anywho, so Verlander though, I'm not. I mean, I like the signing. But I'm not too hot on the monetary value, is my mm-hmm. thing. 
I think they're paying a little extra. But again, the Yankees are also reported to have offered one year $25 million, which again, if you go about a the average contract. value, but if you go, no, it's not. If you look at the average value, it's the same thing. Yeah, I know, but like, it's oh, better, okay, it's better, year, better common million. sense wise. Common yeah. sense wise. Gotcha. Yeah. That I see what you're saying now. Yeah, that would, yeah. But I can see where Verlander would take the Astros because he's 37. Now he's guaranteed two years or mm-hmm. twice as much. Whereas can one year and then agree he's going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Verlander? Yes. I would say, I would say he's a, he's now, a, he's do you think he'll be wearing an Astros hat or a Tigers hat? He won the World Series with the Astros. If the Astros put up a good show in the next two years, it'll be an Astros hat. If not, there's potential for it to be Tigers, in my opinion. So it's still up in the air. I would say so. But I think, I I don't know. Me personally, I would lean toward Tigers because, in my opinion, Justin Verlander looks better in a Tigers uniform than he does in an Astros uniform. Mm -hmm. So Then again, he has... Well, I mean, he did win with the Tigers in 2006, the World Series. No, they didn't. They lost. Oh. They lost to us. No. They lost to us. Google it. Cardinals won 2006 World Series. I have a poster on my wall. (laughs) No. Just like how the Rangers won in 2011. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, shut up, Hayden. You know we won that, too. I have a poster of that, too. Mm. But who won the 2009 World Series, huh? Oh, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Mm. Anyway, so, but no. Won the 2016 World Series. Verlander signing, definitely a little overpaid for, in my opinion. Um, But it makes sense as as if I was Justin Verlander to sign with the Astros and not the Yankees. Because, Mm -hmm. again, you're guaranteed more money. Yeah. Over, even though it's a longer period of time. So... Again, we'll also have to see if, in fact, he's still a good pitcher after Tommy John. Because, again, there's a, there is a percentage that – or there's a chance that you don't recover. I mean, Tommy John himself didn't recover from Tommy John's surgery. He said, Doc, give me a Kofax fastball. Then when he came out of it and started pitching again, he said, well, yeah, I told Doc to do it. I just didn't know he'd give me a Mrs. Kofax fastball. And that's an actual quote. So – but again, Tommy John was actually a junk baller anyway, which you know, a lot of change up guys, you know. But um, there is a chance that the showcase was just a stroke of luck. Sure, he might, I don't even know what he hit on the gun, I don't know how good he was, but let's say he did hit 100. But what if he can't throw 100 in, you know, in the in, in a real game? Mm-hmm. Just waste 20 million, 25 million dollars on a guy who can barely hit 80. Because I know in 2020, his, um, I don't know. Well, he did throw 95 average fastball, but I know in 2020, in that one game against the Mariners for opening day, mm-hmm. he had a lot of hard contact hit against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, we'll see how it, it, that, that Tommy John surgery is just a huge, a huge, um, uh, uh, um, it's a huge uh, risk or a factor to think about. I mean, mm-hmm. that could be the straw that breaks the camel's back, you know? But yes. I hate to be using cliches and whatever's, but, you know, 
anyway, I think that's all the free agent signings we got. Um, yes. All right, folks, that concludes the 23rd episode of Out in Left Field. Um, Aiden, do you have any final words before I close it? No, but it's good to start up again. It's been it so long since I've been on this. Yes, it has. All right. With that said, thank you, everyone, for joining. Again, if you stuck with us to the very ending, I know it's uh, probably an hour-plus episode. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, again, if you have any questions for us, go ahead and email us at the Trash Can League Network at gmail.com. Again, that is the Trash Can League Network at gmail.com. Uh, we will answer your questions, except politics. That's just about it. Um, so, yeah, thank you all for joining, and we'll see you all next week. Alas, we've reached the end of our 23rd episode. See you all next week on Out in Left Field. This is Ryan Bexton saying good night.